Hey everybody, before we begin today's recording, I have a couple things I gotta mention. So, um, you might notice that in the description of this episode, it says episode 71. Well, that's because this is, um, as, and I did allude to this in the December 2018, uh, look back on 2018 episode. This is our lost episode. Lost as in, this was recorded back in September of 2017 with the guest uh, Lisa Ruelas. So, what technically happens is that we, re- we did record the first half of this recording, which you will hear. Um, but the second half was never recorded because um, it had been a while since Lisa and I had talked t- with, with each other. So what normally happens, and every guest, every previous guest will know this, is that we usually have the off-air talk and then the on-air talk, which is more like on-topic, on-discussion. But then when it's off-air talk, we talk about things that are like more personal things, the things that aren't intended to be aired. So what normally happens is that we'll take a little break, as I, as I mentioned in every episode, but that's more like just to get water you know, to take care of ourselves, and then we come back in and continue recording. But on the on the evening we recorded, and we were recorded pretty late. I, I didn't remember this until I started editing this, but we recorded apparently at 10 p.m. my time. So it was fairly late when we were almost done. So that was 11 o'clock. We ended up talking. The, off, the off-air conversation kind of went on longer. So unfortunately, when we intended to continue recording um, what was intended to be in the podcast, it, w- it was more of a personal conversation that wouldn't have been appropriate for the show. So that's probably why you haven't heard this, even though this was recorded back in September of 2017. And a couple things I also forgot to... I, I, I forgot until I started editing this. We talk a lot about The Simpsons. And unfortunately, in the episode, I do mention we're going to talk about The Simpsons. We do touch, touch on that briefly, but it was going to be a more bigger discussion about The Simpsons. But that was going to be in the second segment, which, as I mentioned now, we didn't unfortunately get to record. Um scheduling has been very difficult and i figured it's been a long enough wait it feels about right to finally re- to finally post this um but it's also worth mentioning that this was actually happening i think this is before i might be wrong in, the t- in terms of the timeline this was recorded in september 2017 this is before disney announced they were going to purchase fox and obviously it was recorded way before disney purchased fox so there was no there's no discussion whatsoever about disney purchasing fox or The Simpsons being owned by Disney, or Futurama being owned by Disney. So if you if, if it's odd that we don't mention any, anything that like like that, it's because well, this was recorded almost two years ago, so that's why you don't hear anything like that in the episode. Well, now now let's go ahead and just get things started with episode seventy one. Hey everybody, this is Random Chatterings episode 71! I'm Arlo Rodriguez, and my returning guest today is... Lisa! Yay! <laughs> Yay, Lisa's returned to our to our show. Yay! <laughs> 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 uh, it's, been a, it's been a while since the last time you've been here, right? A couple months? Yeah, um, I think we calculated eight months. Eight months, yes, because that was December, yes. I think, December 2016, and now it mm-hmm. is about September, but probably when this episode comes out, uh, will probably be October, maybe, I'm guessing? Yeah. Probably then, but yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, for, <laughs> but for our new listeners, Lisa, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Um... So, my name is Lisa. I live in San Francisco, um, originally from San Jose. Um, and, yeah, I'm a lover of all things that require um, the least amount of energy put out. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, like, sitting down, laying down, <laughs> um, laying down with my head propped up, <laughs> um, and uh, I like my bed a lot. It's actually very soft. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just a fan of just being horizontal when I can. So, yeah, that's, that's the kind of life that I'm about. So I'm basically like, I'm a house cat, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Have you, actually, have, you, have you actually ever owned any cats? Yes, I have owned several. Several um, but cats. I've owned several, yes. But, um, you know, once, you know, I kind of, you know, I moved to this. Well, I think the last time I had a cat, I was maybe like my like early 20s. Yeah. And so like five years ago yeah yeah we'll just we'll just leave it at that <laughs> I, I, I i don't want people to do the math and like figure it out <laughs> how old i am i got you okay uh, yeah <laughs> all right um well today we're going to be talking about um a topic that i think i uh, we brought up before i mean this uh, we're going to talk about the simpsons um yes i guess for those who are letting you listen to our show um i did a month of simpsons i think in 2015 so the Simpsons is not something that's like a new to me. I've 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 talked about the Simpsons before. We talked about it briefly actually when Lisa was on the show in episode forty-seven, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, but I felt I thought like it's such a huge show. Like even even with a month that I, I dedicated a month to the Simpsons, I felt like no, that's not enough. We should a whole episode. So the Simpsons would be cool. But then I figured again that there's also a couple of I've been watching a lot. I've been binging a lot of shows uh, to fill in the gap, the void that is my. That my, the, the existential nightmare that's my life um so <laughs> so that was a really terrible delivery i apologize everybody um so we're actually going to be talking this episode is actually gonna be about adult animation in general so we're going to be talking about a lot of the whole spectrum of shows i've been binging a lot of netflix animated shows as well actually i've only been two of them never mind but like you know a lot of a lot of adult animations have been coming out recently um and we're going to be talking about those so i, I think we probably should start start off with that um, probably from the beginning, I guess. Um, when was the first time, I guess, then we saw an animated program that we were not meant to see or, you know, um, had some stuff that we didn't quite understand? Oh, you know yes. I mean. Yes. Yes. I want to say for myself, yeah, it was Beavis and Butthead because I was in junior high and there was just like, a lot that I didn't understand, but I was like, you know, as a kid, like you're just trained, like, oh, cartoons, it's cool, yeah, you know, like it's good for kids, and this one eh, wasn't really, but there was just something about the animation that like really like drew me in, yeah, um, you know, like I didn't everything half the stuff that they were talking about kind of went over the head, went over my head, but you know, I still like. I still thought it was funny and right. very interesting and different um, than anything else. And then it was later on where I was like, oh, my God, they were talking about sex when I put <laughs> two and two together, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah. So I think, yeah, but I've I think I was like introduced to anime at a very young age, though, from, you know, because of my dad. Right. And, um, you know, some of it I didn't understand, but, um, cause some of it, you know, was kind of like, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, I guess like deep, 
you know? Um, <laughs> and like, like certain like situations I didn't really understand, but I was just kind of like drawn to that style of animation. Yeah. And, you know, especially the style of animation that it was um, in the 80s and 90s. There's been like this whole like, you know, evolution of, um, of like, you know, just like Japanese anime over the years. So, but that style then I really liked and, you know, I didn't know what was going on half the time, but I liked it. And I would just sit there with my dad, just eating popcorn, watching it. So, yeah. So just <laughs> was your dad <laughs> a little more lax about like the type of stuff that you would watch? Cause I can tell you my parents sometimes did not screen anything that we watched. I think I remember I watched Starship Troopers, and I haven't seen that in a long time. I've heard it's really, actually, really good. But mm-hmm. I saw Starship Troopers when I was five years old, and I had absolutely no idea what was going on. Oh, yeah. Well, there was, I guess, like, depending on, like, the mood of, like, my family. And then also, too, there was a little bit of a language barrier on my grandma's part. Cause oh, yeah. You know, she she didn't really like speak English that well. She understood a great deal, but you know, she also didn't understand a lot of like you know slang and like euphemisms and you know things like that. So yeah, a lot would slide. The only thing that I was censored from was nudity. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, but that was like the only thing. Um, Language content, you know, wasn't like a huge thing or like violence or gore yeah yeah so yeah so i mean but it was just nudity the one thing that they like really like censored yeah so and so and then i think like up until like my early 20s whenever like a nude scene would come on tv i would like lower my eyes and like just like turn away (laughs) it was it's so fucked up it's so fucked up Oh, God. What kind of things did your family kind of, like, shield you from, like, as far as, like, um, like things on, like, TV and movies? Uh, like I said, I don't think they really ever did. I mean, maybe there was, like, mm. maybe sex would have been the one thing, but I remember... Yeah. I mean, I, I saw Starship Troopers. I'm guessing there's sex in that movie. Uh, the only thing I remember, really, is just, like, how bloody... Well, in terms of, like, because they're fighting bugs. Uh, I haven't seen this movie in a long yeah. time, so apologies, everybody. Apologies. Uh, I will watch it eventually. <laughs> but like, that's the one thing I remember, just kind of being a little disturbing, which is watching these bugs explode. And um, beyond that, I don't think I... No, I really don't think they... they... <laughs> like, I think I remember... Uh, I, think I, I saw South Park when I was like nine years old, ten, eight years old. Mm-hmm. But like, it wasn't like on Comedy Central because I we didn't we didn't have cable until I don't think I was about fourteen. So it was like it mm-hmm. was like on Channel Nine, I think, in the in the L.A. area. I don't remember what okay. KCAL. I think I think was the the, the station name. Um, mm-hmm. They had South Park. I think at like an eleven p.m. or something. I think once they started having South Park was syndicated. I think I started mm-hmm. watching that and and. It, I mean, yeah, they would still censor a lot of stuff, but like that was in the early days of South Park, like when they, when they wouldn't even, they would still censor fuck, they would still censor shit, but like obviously, yeah. you know, the first episode, uh, Cartman gets an anal probe, like Cartman gets an anal probe, oh. <laughs> it's just him, the, the aliens like 
doing a rectal exam, putting like a like an anal probe, and then his him farting out like a giant satellite. Like, yeah, stuff like that. And then, like I think <laughs> I Stan like that. like vomiting on Wendy. I think um, <laughs> that really funny runner. Uh, I really don't think they didn't shield. They didn't really shield me from anything. If there, if they did, maybe I just suppressed those memories and I just don't remember them, or I I I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I think yeah. it's just. I think it's just kind of a. It's hard to explain it because like there's. I've heard a lot of podcasts about people talking about when they got exposed to like this. Not exposed, but you know, like they saw the bad programs, like The Simpsons, like and you know, and it, it for its time it was very out there as a program. And we'll, we'll get more into that when yeah. we start talking about that. But yeah, you know, they, they would be calling like calling themselves like, oh my my parents are cool because they let me watch The Simpsons or they let me watch one of the other adult anime program was going on at the time. Um, but for my parents, it wasn't even that they were cool. It's just that they just didn't know that there's just some things I just shouldn't be watching. Yeah. <laughs> or they had other priorities, you know? Yeah. They figured there's worse things in the world than, you know, than um, some, you know, adult cartoons that have a couple of swear words or push the envelope with, you know, whatever they're, you know, um, if they were like... Um, you know, pressing on like social issues and things like that, which the Simpsons did. So yeah. there's worse, there's worse things out there. Oh no, definitely. And I think, I mean, I think it's it's hard when I start talking about it, and then it's like, well, when I have a daughter, or I eventually have a son or a daughter, and then it's like the conversation gets a little muffled, a little, a little trickier. It's like, oh, maybe I might want to be careful. Some of the things my kids would watch, but I, that's like decades from now, I shouldn't be thinking of it that way. But like, I think yeah. personally, there is. <laughs> It's interesting because the South Park creators actually they talk about it, and I think it was something they didn't quite had they didn't want to admit out there because already South Park was such a rel- revel- re- revelatory show when it was when it was yeah. when it first premiered, and they just recently admitted that no South Park even the first early seasons and has it's grown on like we we didn't make it for kids but we don't mind the kids watch it. I'm paraphrasing what they're saying, yeah. basically saying that yeah. we kind of tried to try to create the characters like Stan, Kyle, Kenny, and Cartman to kind of like act like kids would actually act and kids are fucking assholes and there's even a great joke from the Simpsons like they are. Uh, kids like Marge saying to Homer kids can be so cruel and then Bart pops into the frame into the door frame and says we can thanks mom and then like I don't know what does the least I mean punches her <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. so even though like there was a lot of controversial content on South Park they tried to like well how would kids react to these situations and of course um as the show went on, then eventually the adults got more of a focus. Like the kids are still kind of the, uh, oh god, not the speaking points, but you know, like the, the the perspectives of the of the creators are from the kids. But then eventually, yeah, as they grew older, then they kind of got attached to different characters, like Randy Marsh. Like Trey Parker pretty much said that he started out like kind of like his voice was Cartman, and then eventually became Randy Marsh because Randy Marsh is a is he I haven't I haven't I didn't see the twenty season, so I don't know what's going on there. But I think he's still married. Um, married middle-aged dude who's just kind of kind of going through life like he's not not wasn't he he's getting divorced for like during the 15th season so it was a time when he was he wasn't really happy and i think he's still not really happy kind of fills in the void with all these kinds of crazy uh things all all these like weird things yeah yeah his escapades that's what i was trying to say that he gets into so i think that trey's trey parker's voice is kind of kind of goes into, into randy that was a terrible way of putting that but yeah 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 it's just like the development of like what the goals were in the original in the first few seasons and then like what it is now is just kind of like a huge jump and um there's definitely 
I mean, there's definitely something about like how frank it is as a show in some regards about yeah. how even if kids did watch, it's like, well, you're pretty much just getting a perspective, but it's sometimes like okay, it's a perspective that, you know, like there's some things that kids experience very early on. And um, I'm not a psychologist, so maybe I shouldn't be talking about this, but like death, parental... <laughs> it's just an opinion, so... <laughs> death, parental abuse, su- maybe even suicide, uh, you know, stuff that people just feel like their kids are not equipped to talk about, and they should be. Yeah. But, like, so this, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's, it's a spectrum. It's definitely a spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I never really got into South Park. I mean, I liked the first few seasons, um... I thought it was really funny, but it wasn't something that I, it wasn't a show that it was like, oh, I, I have to watch, you know? Yeah. And plus, too, I really liked, you know, the animation. I think in the very beginning, wasn't it like stop motion? The first, only the first one, because obviously that was one incredibly expensive and incredibly time consuming. I think that first pilot yeah. took months for them to make it. They said, no, fuck it, we're doing computers now. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I really liked that, you know, like, that style of animation with the cut paper and I yeah. thought it was really cool. Um, I think they still, I mean, I think at first after like the, the pilot episode, I think they still, I, I don't know if it was, if it was like all computer, but it kind of still looked like it was, you know, paper. And then I think they got rid of that whole look and then they just went for just straight up, just like animation at that point. Like, um, I think just like computers, right? Um, I think you're right. I think there's aspects about it that they still they still have that maintained and the, again paraphrasing Troy Parker's statement like the crappy yeah. look of it. Like they're still they're still yeah. they, the characters still kind of move around like as though as though it was like stop motion. But yeah. of course they to to one speed of production and then for those who haven't seen the documentary uh, Six Days to Air, which is a great documentary, they create an episode of South Park in six days and that's insane. Um, wow. And I think it's kind of why they, they keep like, downsizing the seasons. Like, now I think the seasons have been 10 episodes rather than 14. Um, yeah. So just to kind of, like, ease up the workload. Um, and, yeah. Um, but I think you're right. I think I think they've I think they've always used computers, but I think, yeah. They've still maintained yeah. the color. Sort of, there's, like, more detail in the backgrounds, I think, and it looks a lot nicer. Um, yeah. So I think that to that extent, I think, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I thought, like, you know, like, yeah, at first, like, they, even though it might have been, like, computers, they still maintained, like, that that overall, like, look of, like, the first episode. And then I think later on, I, I mean, I haven't seen South Park in years, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I thought after a while, like, it stopped being so much funny. And it just got, like, silly and, like, weird. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Or maybe <laughs> I just got older and my tastes changed. But, I mean, yeah. regardless, I mean, I still... The Simpsons have gone through ups and downs, especially with, like, you know, the changing of writers. Right. But I still like it. I mean, I, I mean, hey, you know, if I still had my Hulu account, I would binge watch on the last, you know, few seasons. Yeah. And that's how I usually end up, how I would catch up before with um with my with my simpsons episodes yeah i just freaking like order just like a freaking like large pizza and just (laughs) sit in bed and just watch simpsons yeah that's how i did it (laughs) you know i'm a disgusting human being well those days of eating large pizzas to myself are over oh really yes 
Now I just do a personal pizza. Extra thin crust. It's lower in calories and carbs. Okay. So sad. Very sad. <laughs> Wait, so you make the pizzas yourself? Oh, no. Um, I order them from, like, different places. There's uh, Mod Pizza and um, there's another pizza place that does... There's, like, the personal pizza, like, just, like, thin, super thin crust. So when you eat it, like, I mean, you're you're satisfied, but you don't have, like, all the calories and carbs of, like, a regular, like, personal pizza with, like, the thick crust and all that. Oh, that sounds delicious. And then it's so good. What's the other pizza place? I forget. But, yeah, there's another pizza place that does it like that. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah. I mean, so my days of ordering... and binge watching the simpsons are over um but i still need to catch up on the last like maybe a couple of seasons of the simpsons oh my how much how much seasons 26 27 like i can't even remember maybe it's been more seasons than that oh shit wow yeah like i've kind of i've kind of like fell off a little bit just because you know like other things in life and you know like now it's like everything is streaming so we you know it's not like i would have to like rush home you know on sunday night you know to make it home by 8 p.m to watch the simpsons on you know on fox right so, you know I, I know it's there waiting for me you know yeah which is kind of sad you know yeah it's kind of sad because before it's like you know you had to like plan your you had to plan your your day around like watching the new episode. Yeah, that's you right. know, like it was it was it was it was something like special and kind of like you looked forward to it, you know. And you know, now it's like meh. I'll know, get to I'll it just, at some point. Yeah, I'll get to it at some point. You know, it's kind of like the junk drawer in your kitchen. You know, <laughs> like I'll get around to it. <laughs> I'll clean up that. Not like random ball of like rubber bands. For me, yeah, it's the dishes. No. It's always the fucking dishes. Like I, it, my mom calls me out on it all the time, and she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Yeah. But sometimes <laughs> I just don't feel like washing the fucking dishes, and then I still it's like, but no, but I still have to do it anyway. It doesn't matter how I feel. It's just I have to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's dishes. Yeah. Um, so let's, sad. Let's go back a little bit to Beavis and Butter because that's a show I, I've never actually seen. I saw I saw King of the Hill actually. Um, yeah. So, how far did, how, did you see the entire run of Beavis and Butthead before it was revived in 2011? So, yeah, so I, there were, so yeah, so, like, as a kid, and basically, I would, like, it's not one of those shows that I was able to, like, actually sit down and, like, watch religiously. I would, like, take, like, you know, sneak peeks of it here and there. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't until, like, you know, like, one of my friends in high school, like, had, like, the DVD collection. Oh, yeah. And we were just, like, yeah. So when that finally, like, came out, like, you know, we would just, you know, get stoned and then, like, binge watch and <laughs> So that's what you did in high school, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, as a kid, though, it was a part of that, like, that block on MTV where it was, like, liquid television. So it wasn't just um, Beefs and Butthead, but it was also Eon Flux. Right. And Oddities. And Oddities I never really got into. I was not really allowed to watch... Beavis and Butthead. Actually, 
I think Beavis and Butthead actually probably came out towards the end of me being in elementary school. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah, I think 94 um, around there or 93. Yeah, like 93, 94. So it was like fifth grade going into six, something like that. Yeah. And so I would catch snippets of Beavis and Butthead here and there. And um, but the one show that I could watch and that I did watch with my dad was Eon Flux. And that was just Hmm. like just super like just interesting. Like I didn't understand most of the things that were going on, but I loved the imagery and I was so drawn to it. You know, like I just thought it was just like so rad. There was like this chick in a cat suit. With, like, a crazy-ass <laughs> hairdo, like, kicking ass and, like, taking names. Yeah. And um, there was that whole, like, um, world within, like, this person. It's really weird. And you had to put on, like, this weird vibrating suit to be able to... <laughs> it was just it was just crazy and, like, all over the place. And, um, and yeah, and it was kind of... And I think... The reason why I liked Eon Flux was because it was, like, almost the same, like, style of animation as, like, you know, Japanese animation. I was just thinking that, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, um, yeah, I think that's why I was, you know, kind of drawn to it as a kid. It's so interesting to see, like, how often there are a lot of shows that are very, very heavily influenced by anime, like, by Japanese animation. Uh, And there's there's in a time, I think, 80s animations, like, people the shows that we think of like He-Man and like the real Ghostbusters or like other shows like that that were yeah. being produced in in Japan. So even though it was it was released in America and then there's an American dubbing, there they were basically yeah. it was basically like anime. Or like more like American yeah. anime, I guess. Yeah. Um Yes, yeah. How it was a short lived show, wasn't it? Well like like one or two seasons? For Eon Flux? Yeah. I think so. Actually let me let me do a little bit of um, sleuthing here, but yeah, it was just yeah, it was it was pretty short lived. But even though it was pretty short lived, it kind of, you know, it stuck with a lot of us, you know, from that time. Yeah. Um, it was just so fucking cool. Like I can't yeah. even begin to like explain. Yeah, there really uh, isn't many shows that look like it like, even now. No. Uh, and- that Mm-mm. yeah it was just it was kind of its own thing yeah um where is this here <laughs> um yeah i'm like pulling it up right now okay eon flux i was considered um avant-garde hmm. let's see is american avant-garde science fiction animated television series that aired on MTV November 30th, 1991 until October 10th, 1995. Oh, so oh. they had a pretty long run. That's like about four seasons? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the number of seasons were three list of episodes. So, yeah, three seasons, 16 episodes. Over four Wow. Over four years. Huh, that's interesting. But it was what well, this is very interesting. It says running time, season one. Yeah. Two minutes, six parts. Oh. Season three, three to five minutes. 
Oh, five. so they're, they're like interstitials, or I think that it was like they would have like this show, and then like in between they would have Yon Flux. Yeah, ah, I think was that what how it was? Honestly, it's been so freaking long. <laughs> 1995. That yeah, that is crazy. Wow. But yeah, it was just freaking like just like the imagery was like insane. I mean, imagine. Like, I mean, just. I'm picturing the look of it right now. I guess that would be really expensive, and that's why they can only afford to make those tiny little, make it like in parts, not even parts, but just like two minute chunks, I guess. Yeah, like it's like it's just very like interesting, and all the detail that like went into it. It's almost like um, and I think I like I think we talked about it, but there was it almost has like the same feel of um, one of my favorites. Um, anime is uh, Serial Experiment Slain. Oh, that's right. Where it, ha- yeah, where like it has almost like that same feel. Like there's just a lot of silence. Yeah. And it was just like the images themselves. Like just it would be like, you know, two people ending a conversation, and then they would just like stop and just stare at each other. Yeah. It'd be like a long pause of like silence, and then um, like different angles, you know, different shots, and then like. You would hear like the buzzing of like power lines in the background. It was really wow. weird, but cool. Yeah, yeah, very, very intense. But yeah, Eon Flux. That is, I. You know what? I'm gonna go and um watch that after. Is it? It's it, after I, were. Would they be? It's probably on YouTube somewhere. Probably. Probably yeah, or I can just go on um this one app where I just kind of just stream everything for free when I'm not supposed to. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, whatever works for you, I guess. Uh, whatever, whatever. Yes. But <laughs> it, it's probably, it probably is on YouTube though. I would imagine. Cause you know, those little short like vignettes. Yeah. Just like, you know, a few minutes each. Yeah. Probably somewhere or even like upload the whole thing. It's probably like a, some like 70 minute video or something yeah probably it's all like strung together to like make a movie somewhere yeah yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was really really cool and you know i'm surprised that my dad let me watch it but you know hey there was no nude no nudity and um you know nobody was like shooting the heroin so we're good yeah (laughs) 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 um I yeah I didn't I never watched Beavis and Butthead I've been wanting I think I want to watch it but I don't know how long the run the run was so I'm not where when will be the right time to binge it or watch it again if there's even enough time I've I've been mostly binging a lot of shows that are really short but King of the Hill I mean I did see the entire run of King of the Hill and that's like 230 episodes I think wow yeah but it's 13 seasons that's a lot. Yes. Holy shit. But that's like in those days when you don't have nothing else to do and there was no streaming service, but you just, did, did, mm-hmm. I think I like, let's see, I think it was The Simpsons at six and then King of the Hill at 630. And I think now it's like an hour King of the Hill at five and 530. And I think they also have an adult swim at seven and 730. Um, oh, so eventually yeah. you would, if you were just de- dedicated enough, you would eventually would have just seen the entire run just from syndication. Um <laughs> And I think that's how I, I saw it. But I also I, I also watched, I think, I, I think I did watch the whole... No, it was on Netflix. I think I stopped watching it after season 11. Uh, and I didn't really, didn't know there was a season 12 or season 13. 
And I think I watched season 12 and 13 after they were on Netflix. Um, I think it's no longer on Netflix right now. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that was the show, I think, even more than The Simpsons. Although, when I walked, look at The Simpsons and there's some stuff I didn't ever, wouldn't have ever even known <laughs> as a kid. King mm-hmm. of the Hill is even more so than that because it's very dry, very dry humor. It's a, it's a show that takes place in Texas. It's kind of like bit of a satire of, of the south but it but also kind of yeah kind of gets reverence to not reverence that, that, okay that's a dangerous phrase what i was about to say because that's gonna be that could allude to certain things um yeah <laughs> it was res- respectful of southerners of republicans yeah. it, it, it satirized mm-hmm. them it made fun of them a little bit but it wasn't it wasn't you know it, it wasn't like demonizing them it was humanizing them i think that's yeah. what was, that's yeah. a better way of saying what I was about to say. Um, it, it's it's one of my favorite un, un, like underrated shows because um, I think I don't think it had a lot, like it, it, it did have a really long run, but I think it had a while it didn't really have a big presence. I think recently because of the reruns on Adult Swim, I think more people have been watching it, more people have been memeing about it. Um, yeah, Hank Hill is definitely one of been, my yeah. There's been like definitely more exposure. That's right. And I yeah. think Hank Hill is definitely one of my favorite all-time characters. His voice he just makes me crack up, no no matter what thing he says. And it's like when when there's it's so stupid, but these YouTube pranks of someone calling like a hardware store, but they use Hank's voice as a sound machine. It's just that shit makes oh, me yeah. so that makes, it's so funny <laughs> to me. Oh my god! Yeah, we were like, um, so like. Me and my me and my boyfriend, we end up just like doing like a lot of binge watching of like animated shows and like you know whatever other shows are you know are yeah. on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. And um, we were we saw like you know King of the Hill on there and um, pretty crazy. He does a pretty mean like Hank Hill impression. Really? I was like thoroughly impressed. Holy shit! That's yeah. a really I can't I can't even do it. <laughs> Yeah, like, it was just, like, so good. I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, he just does all these, like, really great, like, voices and, like, impressions. And, like, at, fir- at first glance, like, you wouldn't think it. But then it's like, I was like, wow. Like, was all, that's a really good Hank Hill. <laughs> and then he just, you know, kept on talking in the Hank Hill voice for, like, another few minutes. And then we moved on to, like, I don't know, like, another character or something. But yeah. But yeah, it was it was on there for a while, and then um, Futurama. Oh yes, yes, we yes. watched a lot of like Futurama, and then they on Netflix. It was really weird. Like they didn't. It was supposed at first, like when we started watching it, it was like the complete like series. Yeah, and then they took off like random seasons. Yeah, I think I checked. It was. Yesterday, yeah, it was, it was like, really weird. Four seasons of it on, and I don't. Maybe it must be a registration licensing thing. I guess maybe. Yeah, but it was just very odd. It was like, like the first two were no longer available. First two seasons. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. Did you know that they're actually bringing it back for one episode, but it's an audio-only episode? What? Yeah, they're they're gonna. It's gonna premiere on the Nerdist podcast on September fourteenth, uh, which will be way, way, way in the past when this episode comes out. But yeah, they're, they like mm-hmm. Matt Groening and and series co creator David X Cohen. They wrote a radio play uh. and they're gonna perform it for the Nerdist podcast. 
It's going to be a brand what? new new episode that may be animated later down the line. I don't know, but I think it's going to be audio only probably. Um, but it's coming back for like one. It's like a one off. It's it's, uh, it's crazy. What? Can't believe. I really can't believe that it. is so cool. Yeah. Oh my god, that's legit. I need to look out for that. Yeah, I think that's coming out this week, probably Friday. <gasps> what? I'm gonna have to schedule a date night around that. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, we're gonna order junk food to, and, and listen to <laughs> listen to people's voices. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. I've yeah, so it's like I'm a house cat who basically met another house cat <laughs> and we just like lounge around and um sleep and um <laughs> eat. So it's great. Yeah, oh my god, that's so rad. Yeah. I'm gonna have to write that down. Yeah, I think I think if you look it up like future on my nerdist, you'll have the link to it. And then I think once they eventually they upload it, they upload the recording that you'll be able to listen to it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. Thanks for sharing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Futurama. That was a show I think I started watching only because I knew the animation style looked so similar to The Simpsons. It's like, oh my god, it means this is more Simpsons. And this is when you're young and you don't, you yes. just don't know. It's just like, and some of the, the, the humor, I think... Um, is really similar to the Simpsons, I think, but more like satirizing the future, but kind of like things about the future, though. It's still taking aspects of the nineties and early two thousands though, but like yeah. implementing it into the future. So it's like, there's still jokes you would understand, but because it's, I don't know, it's a weird dichotomy there, but I also did really indeed enjoy the relationships between all the characters. It was a lot more of like a, of, of a character focused show. I think even the Simpsons was and sometimes I think the Simpsons, yeah. There's more of a community of characters, like yeah. But Futurama is more like not like a family, but like the crew was kind of a family, and like there would be disruptions within the family, like like but like based on their own character archetypes, based on their own shortcomings. It felt like it felt like a really realistic show. I, that's I think that's what I really appreciated about it. But it was also just super fucking funny. The, the early seasons, at least, I haven't seen the later seasons. Yeah, um, I think we finished. Did we or do we? Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Ah. We are recording at 10 p.m. My little gong <laughs> things. Yes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sleepy, but um. But yeah, I think did we finish watching all of it? I think, I think we did. But yeah, it was just so freaking funny. Like there was that one episode where, you know, where Fry is living with Bender in his freaking like closet. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like, the the back of, like, the broom closet, like, opens up to reveal a whole fucking apartment. <laughs> and it was just, like, just so hysterical. Like, I don't know. I feel like um, Fry is, like, just so, like, lovable and, yeah. like, dopey and just very, like, gullible. And there's, like, I see, like, so, like, so many similarities between him and and homer simpson hmm. like just yeah. like personality wise yeah because just because they're just like they're goofy and just and like lovable yeah i think if I, I think fry isn't as anger prone as homer i think fry has no. more of a moral conscience i think yeah like more of a moral yeah. more of a compass that's what i mean moral compass like i think he's more yeah. a, more aware of the right thing to do but uh, i mean he does fuck up occasionally because he is a flawed character 
but oh my god, I yeah. definitely do see the parallels. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, also too, like Bender. I mean, not only does he, you know, kind of remind me like how he's like, um, how he's drawn, like remind me a little bit of Homer. But I feel like maybe like, home, like, um, what was I gonna say? My brain is like so fried. <laughs> so I'm sorry if I, I'm sorry if I'm not very like articulate. That's okay. Like. If if the video thing was like working, I would draw pictures of what I'm trying to like articulate. <laughs> it's a or door. Just, like, Use it. Or or like <laughs> or just like hand signals. Um But yeah, I was going somewhere with this. What the fuck? My brain is like it's like temporarily out of order. Um Was it going to say about Fry or about Bender? Uh, oh, oh, about Fry and Bender. Okay. Well, maybe both of them together. I want to say like each of them represent maybe a different part of like Homer Simpson. Yeah. I think if you smash them together, you get Homer Simpson. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but but you gotta like smash them together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's so many. I'm thinking about it now, and it's been a while since I've seen the show, but there's always some standout episodes I can think of. Well, the sad ones, yes. The sad ones are great, too. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But it's not the only ones that, I mean, obviously, uh, those are the ones, too. Those are definitely highlights. And it's just because, like, it was kind of uncharacteristic for a show like that to to kind of have moments like that or episodes that are kind of focused on really depression shit. But now, like, we have, like, shows like BoJack Horseman and, like, Rick and Morty. That are kind of more open about revealing the inner mechanisms of the characters and realizing these are fucked up individuals. Um, yeah. But in Futurama, I think it was just more about like the passage of time. Like there's a lot of episodes about time. One of my favorite episodes, uh, Jurassic Park is something up there, but like the late Philip J. Fry, I think is the one where he goes back in time, but like he's with a professor in Bender and they're in the machine. This is one in the, I think this is in the later seasons. They go mm-hmm. into, they can only time travel forward, but he keeps fucking up or he's, he's trying to get back because I think he has a date with Leela. So mm. he keeps accidentally passing by the date and they have to keep tra- time traveling forward and then in the kind of like in a really meta kind of way of how do we get back to the to the, to the past? It's like, oh, well, we'll just go to the end of the universe. It'll start over and then we'll just keep going and it'll just start over <laughs> exactly the same. That's a great fucking, that's a really great episode. I think it got the Emmy. I think it, or it was at least nominated for the Emmy. Really great how that kind of just takes advantage of like sitcom tropes and it kind of like twists on its head Oh, yes. Okay, here's one of my absolute favorites. Um, when there's, like, the parallel universes, but they're in boxes, or, like, there's, like, different boxes with parallel universes, and then, like, the parallel universe of the other characters come out, and... Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we watched that, like, kind of, like, fairly recently. Is is that the one where they... Where there's, like... Oh, my God. No, I just lost it. God damn it. It's okay. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. But... Yeah, but we just watched that one. It's like it's Bender has the the alternate Bender is a gold robot, but he's still pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I think the only thing that makes those universes different, other than the fact that they have different hairstyles, is that coin flip results are different. So in that universe, um, Fry and Leela are in, in that parallel universe. Fry and Leela are actually together. I think they're married actually. Um, mm. But that's like, but that was like in the early seasons when the word it's like the will they won't they between fry and leela um so kind mm-hmm. of like getting that perspective of oh this is this is the alternate universe where this they're actually happy or i don't know happy, happy but you know like a different way of things going in a different direction 
Um, and then it's just... I don't remember what triggers it, but I think at some point there's just like a character who's just... Man, it's been so long since I've thought about this episode, but like... Um, eventually they have to go into different boxes because I think someone is trying to sabotage... The, I don't remember who it was. I don't remember. It's a lot of times I've seen this episode, but it was just it's just it's just like having like really super fun, super fun opportunities with those kinds of topics. Um, and yeah. then like now I'm just thinking of like Roswell that ends well the episode when they go back in time because like Fry puts like um, he's, he has popcorn in a radioactive machine or something, and then like there's like some oh god science fiction shit, and then it's back in time. I don't remember radio waves. It sounds like the way radio waves. I don't know. But, like, they get sent back to Roswell. They're, like, in the 50s, and they're trying to figure out how do we get the ship back or something. And it's, like, I think, like, Bender, mm. I think he's, he, he falls out of the ship or something, or is, like, he's, like, back in time. I don't remember. There's a bunch of stuff that happens. But, like, this fucked up plot line with Fry <laughs> um, making out with his grandmother, and so he's technically his own <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, like, remember that. I remember that a little bit. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> god. It's just like having so much fun with like with with the with the expectations of science fiction and like like twisting it up and having like the real fucked up implications. Ah, oh god, I, I fucking love Futurama so much. It's it's it was such a creative, really, and it's also um one of the early shows I think that heavily used CGI like at, in a television program. Um, yeah, which obviously you wouldn't do normally because that would be expensive as shit. And 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 it was also the one of the first shows that was digitally animated before that became a thing. Like because I think Futurama premiered in '99 and it was still it was digital throughout its entire yeah. run. The Simpsons didn't become digital, yeah. I think, until I think 2004. Um, so I I, I mean I'm, I'm sure Futurama must have been a really expensive thing. It was like a really good contrast with the realism of King of the Hill and then like the more out there. Still kind of relatable realism, sort of. Well, the cartoonish, I guess, of realism of The Simpsons. Like it, it was just such a different, such a such a different feeling show. That's what I really liked about it. Yeah, like yeah, it it definitely was, you know. But there's still like a lot of, you know, it's like you, I mean, it's like you could still like tell like there were a lot of like, you know, like influences like from from The Simpsons, and actually, wasn't there like a Mr. Sparkle reference in there? Maybe there was. I definitely know there was a. I think there was definitely a Bart reference. I think there was a Bart doll, and Bender like I think touches the Bart doll and it says "Eat my shorts," and then, and then Bender says "Okay," and it eats Bart's shorts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Must have been. I think they did like it. Yeah, yeah. Like they like they did like little like you know, like little drops like that you know here and there. Yeah. Um, when I was, I think when I first. Um, I moved to San Francisco, so it wasn't entirely by choice, um, but <laughs> I ended up moving here, and I moved in with somebody that I was dating, oh. and um, and he had um, a lot of the... Merchandise? Uh, no, he had a lot of, like, the Matt Groening, like, the, the comic books. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and... Um, one was um, that I remember looking through, and I thought it was like I was like I thought it was pretty cute and pretty funny. Was uh, my life is hell? Yes. Yeah. I just like yeah. I just like his overall like just like his style and like sense of humor. But there was like a color a couple of other books too um, that uh, that he had that I kind of like looked through. 
I'm so sorry. Okay, good together, bish. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like, there was, like, other ones that I looked through, too, and you could just see, like, just... You could just totally see, like, where The Simpsons, like, came out of. It was really cool. Yeah, oh my god. I've wanted to purchase, like, a collection of those, because I I read... I think think it was... On the magazine, I think the magazine's still doing it, but I think graining, I think, ended life is life is life is hell or life in hell. Uh, no, 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 life in hell. Life in hell. Life. He ended yeah, the comic, I think, yeah. I think in 2011 or something around there. But he had he he would he had it posted onto this magazine called LA Weekly, and I think I just that was the first time I knew about life in hell because I didn't know about mm-hmm. it. Uh, and I really like the style of it, like the very acerbic dry style of it. I think there's a, I think mm-hmm. there's, there probably must be a compilation book or something like that. Um, but yeah, the Simpson comics. When I found out about it, or like, I think during the Scholastic Book Fairs, that they oh, would be selling yeah. Simpsons books, uh, I think I bought, and I still have this book, the big book of Bart Simpson. I think it's just a compilation of like four comics. And this is like, I think before mm-hmm. I knew that there was graphic novels or like there's like the comic compilations that they always sell. And now, now they have comicsology mm-hmm. and now it's all digital. Um, but like before that, I, I didn't, I just didn't know that. Oh my God. Wow. It's just like Simpsons comics and it's a bunch of comics. And this is, mm. it's just really cool. Yeah. I, you know what? I think I need to take a little, little peek onto Amazon <laughs> and see what they got going on. See if they have anything like that on there. I'm sure they do. I think they do. I think, I think Amazon owns comiXology, I believe. Oh, what? So I think, yeah, I think you could probably... Take a peek. Hmm. I think I'm going to have to do that. Oh my god, I love Amazon. <laughs> hey everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to today's episode. And again, I'm very sorry about the shorter than usual length of the regular episode, but I already mentioned all this stuff in the top. Um, if you really do enjoy this podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcasts. And if you can, please leave a review. It makes it easier. It really helps us out. It helps people to be able to find our show because it'll, it'll bring it up the ranks a little bit. Um, we currently have about, I think, like 15 reviews now, and so we could always use a little more to help us help us out a little. So leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you can. Our website, as always, is randomchattering.weebly.com. And, of course, you can always find me on, or you can find our podcast on Twitter at Podcast or on Instagram at randomchatterings. And if you want to listen to more content, uh, I have several, two Let's Plays of Honey Pop and of Kirby and the Amazing Mirror over at my YouTube channel, Ranchat Streams, which you can just find by searching Ranchat Streams on YouTube. But anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.